0: into episode five of the Gnome Boys. Matt Hambage here with Dirk and Neil and another guest this week. Our good buddy Jared is here going to help us break down the Super Bowl. Get some way too early predictions in for next year's divisional finishes. Maybe talk a little draft, a little free agency. Uh, Jared, thanks for joining us this week. Happy to have you here.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here and I'm ready to talk some football.
0: All right. Well, might as well just get right into it. Super Bowl Fifty Five, obviously this weekend. Uh, Chiefs opening that pretty consensus minus three favorites over the Bucks. Dirk, Bucks taking down your your Packer team. What are your thoughts on on them going into this game?
2: Yeah, um, thanks for bringing that up. First of all, I was really expecting and excited yeah. to hear that. I forgot about Amid. it for a while. Thanks for <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, I guess good. it goes without saying, but I suppose I'll be rooting for the Chiefs this week. Um, I, am most interested of course, to see if, um, the bucks are going to be able to stop or, or slow down, I should say the chief's offense, particularly as we were discussing a little bit here before we started recording, um, what, what's going to happen with Travis Kelsey is anybody going to be able to slow him down. He's, he's dominant. Um, so I think for me, that will be fun to watch. Um, just thinking about an individual matchup, I'm going to be excited to see Kelsey out there on the field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that whole, whole Chiefs offense is just an absolute, absolute electric show. It's going to take a monstrous effort to, to stop them or, like you said, slow them down enough to, to pull ahead. Uh, but the Bucks offense has been playing at a pretty high level, you know, even though with Brady's three picks in the ch- NFC Championship game, they've still been putting up points. Jared, how do you see this game playing out?
1: Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win.
0: I, I just think they're going to do good. And you think yeah. they're going to cover that spread p- pretty easily?
1: Uh, I think so. Folk? Some may hope so. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't really get the last game out of my head between those two teams. If, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers Tyreek Hill went for 203 yards in the first quarter. And, um, I doubt the bucks will have Carlton Davis shadowing him again.
3: I forgot that that was that game. Like (laughs) he just went berserk in the first quarter. Yep.
0: Yeah. I remember I was playing Jared in fantasy that week. So I, I did not forget that game. I mean, it was a good week At, to have Tyree Hill on fantasy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Every, you know, two minutes. Oh, Hill's another 45 yards on touchdown. Great. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's kind of the thing, though, is you can slow down the, the Chiefs for a little bit here and there, and then, you know, he'll get loose for a 75-yard bomb, and just and just like that, they're back in it. And they can do that multiple times throughout the game. And the Bucks, I mean, they've got a great offense, too. I mean, Mike Evans... Antonio Brown's been playing well. Chris Godwin, obviously Gronkowski is still a factor. You know, they might be able to match up, but the quick strike and just the the constantness of the chiefs, I I just feel like it's going to be like, we've been saying too much for the bucks to overcome. Um, I would also say that chiefs will win. That'd be my, my official prediction. I think they'll cover the spread. Um, Jared, we were talking before we got on here that you were thinking it was maybe going to be a seven or eight point spread um, while the chiefs, bill's game is still going on and i feel like a lot of people probably were surprised to see this line open at, at just three points
1: yeah i think a lot of it has to do with it pretty much being a home game for the bucks i i don't know why else or how else you could justify that three-point spread i guess that's what it was when they played each other the first time but the chiefs pretty much took the second half off in that game <laughs> so we'll see it'll be fun i i hope to see like a full four quarters out of the chief's offense and just see how many points they can put up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It'd be disappointing to see them kind of shuffle the starters out midway through the fourth quarter. So let's just run through. So a prediction for just winner and, and what your against the spread bet would be. So Jared, why don't you start us off?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll take the chiefs to cover. Um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe chiefs by like a touchdown, if, I could see them getting off to an early lead and the bucks maybe coming back a little bit, but yeah, that's, that have to be with what I go with. All right, Dirk.
2: I'm going chiefs as well. I'm thinking if it right now, I guess, since, since we're recording at three, I think they'll cover, I think it'll be like 31, 27, something like that.
0: Neil.
3: Uh, yes. Same boat as these guys here. I have chiefs 38 to 31, uh, it'll be kind of fun. It'll be the the old versus new generations for quarterbacks here, so it should be a good matchup. And it's not just winning a Super Bowl for some of these players. You got Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, Leonard Fournette. You know they're playing for contracts next year, so they want to you know show it on the big stage to you know fight for their careers.
0: I'm gonna echo you guys, Chiefs to cover. Yeah, you know, I feel like a, a about a touchdown feels feels about right. All right, any uh, last thoughts on the game, bets game in general before we move on to some of the more fun offseason stuff.
3: Just since Packers are out, just got to worry about what food to eat now.
0: That's a man. All right. So we're going to look ahead to next season um, before this one is officially in the books. And we're going to start with some free agent trade discussions. Obviously Matt Stafford was the big one going to the Rams. I'd say as NFC North fans here, fans of NFC North teams, are we all in agreement that we would prefer Goff in the division over Stafford?
3: Absolutely. I mean, For once sure. we talk about the North, I Detroit slated fourth place spoiler here, but I think most of us are going to have that.
0: Yeah. And you see if I updated it. Cause I, I did my, my picks before that trade, but, um, the lines would, yep. Yeah, I've got them fourth anyway. I think,
1: yeah. uh, I may have heard this wrong, but I think their new coaching staff said they're really going to emphasize the run. So, uh, probably a good move to trade for Goff there
0: <laughs> yeah that'll that'll be interesting i'm happy i'm happy, happy for stafford though i always liked him even as a divisional rival i always yeah, felt he got he got kind of a raw deal i mean he, he had yeah yeah kelvin johnson but he never really had anybody else now he's is a horribly pretty good, managed franchise <laughs> yeah was just was just a pretty good say. offense on in los angeles so i'm yeah. happy to see him get a chance somewhere else
2: and he always seems it at- at least from what I've read and just over the years, uh, you know, he'll battle through injuries and his he's loved by his teammates as well. So I agree as much as I don't want the Rams to have a better quarterback. Um, it's nice to get him out of the division being a Packers fan and I'm happy for him overall.
3: Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as weird as seeing Brady in Tampa, but just seeing him out in LA, like I felt like Stafford was like, he was the city of Detroit, you know, just a tough guy who fought through injuries and like, he just represented their city and now to see him in a totally different atmosphere down in LA, it's going to, it'll take a bit to get used to, but you know, I'm sure week three come around. I won't think Think anything about it.
0: Yeah, I always like it when a franchise does this for a player, you know, he wasn't a free agent. They didn't have to trade in necessarily, but they knew they weren't going anywhere. They know he's on the back half of his career somewhere. And I, I always appreciate that, that even for a franchise that hasn't done a lot right in, well, Ever, I don't think um, it's nice. It's, it's a good, a good thing to see them, you know, do right by a guy like Stafford who's done so much or as much as he can for, for a franchise like that.
3: Did I see correctly that obviously he requested a trade, but he said anywhere except for new England.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That came out a couple <laughs> yeah. of days ago. He said he'd be willing to consider or willing to go anywhere except for the Patriots. I love it. Anyone have any insight on that? Why, why that was the case? No, oh, he's just man of the people. He, he knows, he knows what's up. Did, did Matt Patricia go back to New England? Yeah, he did. But, <laughs> but it's like,
2: like is, even, is that the reason why? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I, he was oh like man. hired on as I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, how that's did, a good how point did I miss too. that? That's actually a really good point. That'd be, I, that's only, hilarious.
0: Like, the only realistic
2: thing I was thinking is, I mean, who are you going to throw to for, for on the Patriots right now? I mean, yeah. but with that being said, I do like Neil's thoughts there about uh, Patricia going back.
0: All right. Well, that actually is a, a good uh, segue into the next player. Cam Newton obviously had his one year deal with with New England had a bit of an up and down season was uh, great for the first three or four weeks. Then he did get COVID. And after that, whether it was strictly COVID or or not, wasn't the same player the, the rest of the way to, to say the least. So let's start with Jared. What do you what do you see for for Cam for next season? Uh,
1: in his future, I see the NFC East. It's uh, it, it seems like just a division of teams fit for Cam Newton. You got, I, I mean, who knows what's going on with Dak. Sounds like he'll be back sometime in 2021. I don't know if that's at the beginning of the season, but you know, Jerry Jones is going to have a hard time staying away from Cam Newton. If, if the temptation is there I could I mean I know they have Dalton but that didn't exactly go great last year little uh, reunion with Ron Rivera in Washington I could I could maybe see that happening they need a quarterback and uh, I guess not the not the worst thing to go back with a coach you've had some success with honestly the Giants probably can cut ties with daniel jones at this point i mean i i don't really see anything there and then also the eagles are maybe running a similar scheme with hertz uh, if he's a a mobile quarterback who knows um but it just seems like any any of those teams seems like a a decent fit for him um but yeah i i i honestly don't know how many teams are going to be seriously tempted to sign cam newton after seeing how that season ended i i couldn't see him really getting a starting job other than maybe one or two teams in the league
0: yeah that's that's the thing is i'm sure he will get him get an opportunity to go somewhere but whether it's a starter or a backup um is going to be the question and what he's willing to go for you know if he goes to washington he'd probably come in as the presumptive starter at least um, but you know if he went to a, to another team you know, maybe he'd go in as, as a backup, you know, Cincinnati or something like that, maybe help cover till Joe Burrow gets back, but then he'd go back to second string. Um, so, and, you know, a veteran guy like him, you know, will he only go for a starting spot? I think that's going to be kind of interesting thing to see with him is, you know, who offers him what as the, as the next few months play out. For yeah.
1: the record, I, I don't seriously think that Cam Newton has a chance of going to the Cowboys, but it's something that I
0: want to see desperately. <laughs> it would be shocking, but I mean, like you said, Jerry Jones, you know, who knows what that man's going to do.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a handful of teams out there that need a quarterback of next year. You know, you have Washington, you have Indy, a few others have little, some questions too. As for being a starter, the other one I can see him going to is maybe Washington and competing for that job. Other than that, I just see him being a backup somewhere next year.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's probably the most likely, unless, unless someone wants to take him as, as like a, a one or two year bridge quarterback, if they, if they don't think they're ready to compete right away and they want to, you know, like Denver, for example, their quarterback situation is kind of a mess, but if they, they're maybe trade up and take someone in the draft, you know, do they want to put that guy as their day one starter next year? Or do they have someone like a cam Newton come in and get him through a year or two, um, while they build up the rest of the rest of the team. I think that might be where he finds a starting job. Um, but yeah, like you said, a backup position seems the most likely where things stand and say,
2: yeah, for me, I had the teams you have all mentioned, um, the two I could realistically see Washington. And then I, I, the more I thought about it and, and kind of was looking at things, I think the Colts could be interesting. Um, just with their offense as a whole, the, the offensive line is pretty solid. Um, and then the young the young running backs that they have, Jonathan Taylor, Hines. I mean, maybe he could come in, battle, find his way to be the first string there. Um, since they have had such a um, roller coaster of a situation here with with the quarterbacks the last couple of years, I think it'd be interesting to see him on the Colts in the end.
0: Yeah, I think the Colts are interesting. I think they might be just a quarterback away from really competing but I don't know if cam's that guy.
2: Right. Right.
0: I mean, depends how desperate they get, you know, what their other options are. Um, But I, I would have to imagine he wouldn't be at the, at the top of their list of, of ideal targets. But you know, if they think that they can get the first quarter of the season, cam from last year for a full season, they might go for it. Moving on to a little running back. What do our Packer fans think? Can happen with one Aaron Jones who has proven himself to be one of the best backs in the league and he might be out the door.
2: Yeah, I think it's uh, unfortunately safe to say he's going to be out the door. I'm sure you all saw the report that came out recently about how he turned down the offer from the Packers during the year because there wasn't enough guaranteed money and the Packers cap space as Neil probably mentioned too. I I just don't think there's a way to, to get him back unfortunately. Um, for me, the team that I think will pay him what he wants is somebody like the Jets in the end.
3: I was just about to say the same (laughs) team as well, um, to backtrack though, uh, just with the performance that AJ Dillon was, you know, given off the past few games, you know, he hasn't been, you know, the best back I've ever seen, but he's still a rookie. I mean, he'll, he'll just get better. So that's, uh, uh, you know, positive going forward. But yeah, I think someone like the Jets were at least in his mind as well. He can like get the starter role there, you know, be, be the main guy there where a lot of these other teams, the only opportunity he's going to get is where, you know, he has the 1A, one, a one, one B punch or, you know, he's the, maybe a cream hunt type role, which he not necessarily really wanted. He wants to do. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I like him going to the jets, I, I feel like we all kind of saw what happened with Le'Veon bell and it's just going to scare anyone away from that whole situation although it might be different without adam gase now but um i'll i'll preface this by saying i don't really i didn't go too far into the contract situations or how much money all these teams have i just picked a few teams that i think would uh be willing to pay a running back a significant amount of money um or teams that i would like to see him play on um First team, I have no idea what the Texans are doing with David Johnson, but they seem to really like running backs. And uh, why not? You're you're gonna need to do something to make the fans think you care after you trade Deshaun Watson. So that could uh, that could be an option there. Um, the Falcons were stupid enough to sign Todd Gurley last year, and I think that they they could see. Aaron Jones just sliding right in with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and creating like a formidable attack. But I don't know, maybe, maybe like they like some of their younger guys, but um, the team I'd really like to see him go to, I'd feel like this is not going to happen at all, but they had a kind of a revolving door of running backs last year as the 49ers and Aaron Jones in that scheme would be outrageous. I would, I would wanna see that. Um I know Raheem Mostert is like sneaky old. He's like 30 or 31.
0: Is he and, actually?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. And um
0: did he did he bounce around like practice squads or something like that for the first few years? I, I don't I know. I would I would have guessed like twenty six maybe, but thirty one. If he, he was did, like a,
3: I didn't know till now. I always figured he was a niner the whole his whole career.
1: Yeah, he I I specifically remember him playing in some 49ers preseason games. Twenty eight. Um, Okay, so who knows? I mean, let's say he turns 29 mid next season, and uh, that's pretty much getting towards the end for a running
0: back. I It'll don't be think 29 they're... in April,
1: okay? So, before, so yeah, 29, yeah, 29 going into next season,
0: approaching um, that 30 year, 30 year season.
1: Yeah, I just don't, I don't see, I, I don't really see them planning on him being too involved in the future of their team. So, who knows? Maybe this is the time they decide to commit to a running back that they could see as their lead guy. But I will say this about the Packers. I think they're going to be totally fine with AJ Dillon at running back. And if that offense can function with Jamal Williams playing 45% of the snaps, <laughs> there you got nothing to worry about.
2: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting speaking of Jamal Williams to see what happens with him if they bring him back on a friendly deal or if somebody else pays him to
3: I think the biggest question is, is A.J. Dylan going to fill in the roles of uh, of what the dance moves with Jamal Williams? You know, Aaron <laughs> Jones and him had that little, little duo going on. Can, uh, can A.J. you know, step up to the plate with that?
0: I think it comes in the RB1 territory, just part of the job. So going off of the 49ers, something that came up recently, another hometown team to another hometown team, is apparently there's some mutual interest in trading cousins, Kirk Cousins, to the 49ers. Jared what are your thoughts on that and what do you like to see in return if it does happen
1: I I don't I've heard this I don't even know what my thoughts are <laughs> I I feel like I'm not opposed to trading Kirk cousins um, I I do like Kirk though I think that the last couple of years he's been pretty underrated um, if you look up his numbers he's been in the top probably third of the league in terms of quarterback production but i feel like zimmer would trade him and then not have a backup plan and (laughs) that's what i want to avoid um
0: that's a fair fair wish yeah
1: i don't even know what kind of compensation you would get when you like factor in the huge contract and all that stuff so i i don't want to i don't want to speculate too much there but um yeah would not would not be 100% opposed to seeing him traded as long as there is a plan to replace him immediately.
0: Yeah, that's obviously the thing. And like you said, he's been a little underrated. I think the huge contract has kind of skewed people's view of him that I don't think he was worth the money we were paying him. But I mean, I feel like he's at the very least a starting caliber quarterback. But yeah, like you said, with, with Zimmer, you know, we trade him and then what? you know we're we're not exactly in prime draft position you have to trade up a trade up a bunch to take someone in this in this year's draft who could start day 1 and i don't think jimmy Garoppolo is the answer i don't think cj bethard or whoever their third quarterback was <laughs> would be the answer you obviously. don't
1: have a a jordan love waiting in the wings to <laughs> take over
2: maybe cam newton comes in Save, saves the Vikings. Oh,
1: I hope he
0: does. I really <laughs> hope he does. What a, what a prolific rushing attack we would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zimmer would love it. Just wasting Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: That'd be the worst. Not the worst thing, but I would not be be happy about that. No. Not after seeing what, what you know, with, with Thielen and Diggs and then Thielen and Jefferson, how awesome it is having two just elite receivers every year. And then going back to a team that's going to run the ball forty-five times a game, Zimmer be in heaven. We yeah. we go eight and eight, and he'd, and he'd be in heaven. We'd be like yeah, we executed the game plan. We did what we wanted to do.
1: As long as the defense plays well.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, so that that'll be one of these for for Jared myself and any other mm-hmm. Vikings fans out there to to watch in the coming months, leading up to the draft. If any big trades happen, then throughout the rest of the offseason. then the big one, which. We, which Jared alluded to earlier with the Texans is Deshaun Watson. After they bungled their relationship to uh, put it politely, I'd say he wants out and he wants out bad. And I mean, he's arguably a top two quarterback in the league. He's literally an upgrade for every team except Kansas city. So every team should be in the market for him. Um going to take a lot to get him, especially because he's still under contract for several more seasons after his extension he just signed. So this is going to be one to one to watch, to put it you know, lightly. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think it's going to happen? Do you think he's going to re- threaten to sit out next season if he doesn't get traded? What are some some predictions? Obviously, it's hard to predict in a situation like this, which seems kind of unprecedented. But uh, what are some completely uninformed, off-the-cuff thoughts of the, the Watson situation?
3: Yeah, so it sounds like Houston wants a big haul for Watson, which rightfully so. Like you mentioned, you know he's easily, you know, a, a, uh, potentially, you know, top two, three quarterback in the league. It's just in Houston's better interest to move him as soon as possible, just get the assets coming in. My team that I have him landing on is the Jets. I'm thinking they'll, um, they'll trade away their second pick, and uh, you know, shove, shove the assets over to get Watson on their team we'll see if it happens. I have no idea, but I know all besides Watson, I know uh sounds like JJ Watt is also a little disgruntled and I think he wants to trade as well. So I'd be happy. I know he's kind of injury prone, but I would be happy, you know, bringing him home to Wisconsin and get him on the Packers for to end his career.
0: Yeah. I would not be on board with that. Surprisingly enough. Um, Zimmer's but, already on the phone. Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that. I don't know if you saw after, the Texans' last game, they caught a, a little audio clip of, of Watt and Watson walking off the field, did, yeah. and, and Watt said something like, "Yeah, sorry, man, we just wasted another one of your years." So you saying that he's rumored not to be very happy with the situation doesn't surprise me. Shouldn't surprise really anybody on that. So that'd be that'd be something. You know, they were weren't they in the playoffs just a couple years ago? Now they're going to
3: yeah, they were up twenty four to zero on the Chiefs,
0: and then they kicked Remember a that? field goal. Oh. Shit, yeah, that, that was just <laughs> that, that was that. literally
3: just two years ago. <laughs> that, no, was that. That, that
0: was last year. Oh my god! This I year saw a tweet. Ridiculous. Um, yeah, they had
3: yeah, DeAndre man. Hopkins. You know, everyone yeah, was still yeah. there.
2: Just what Neil said. I saw a tweet the other day that said, with with the graphic of Hopkins, uh, Watson, and JJ Watt, and it was like, imagine if these three were on your team. How many <laughs> Super Bowls would you win? And then, of course, Bill O'Brien, just the the trade machine over there what a deal for uh, Hopkins last year.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's something else. So that, that one, I think as all football fans would probably say, that's the one that's, that's going to hold the intrigue um, through the, through the draft, through the off season, see what sees what happens there. Um, speaking of the draft, I know Jared, you were angling to get some, some QB talk in. Why don't you start yeah. us off with some, uh, some thoughts there?
1: Well, uh, truth be told, I, do not watch a lot of college football, but I'm more intrigued by which teams are looking for like the new young quarterback of the future. And I know some of the teams we talked about with cam Newton, um, could use a guy for like a year or two to kind of bridge the gap. But, um, when you start thinking about teams that like could really start over at the quarterback position, that's where I get interested. And, um, definitely pay attention to the draft to kind of see what these teams are planning for the future. Um, So uh, I'll say, I mean, it seems pretty obvious the Jags are going to take Trevor Lawrence first, but um, outside of that, like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go a little bit uh, off script with some of these teams. Um, Like I, I could see obviously the lions, (laughs) I, I would hope that they don't think Jared Goff is their quarterback of the future, but I could also see them thinking that <laughs> um, the bears, I think the bears just need to completely start over um, at least offensively. It seems like Allen Robinson's not happy. They'll probably be looking at maybe, um, I think they might have to franchise him or, or trade him, but he's not going to be happy if they put the tag on him. Um, I, I think, Washington probably would want to look at having a, a quarterback of the future there, especially with how that defense looks like it's going to be. Um, and then I I think the Giants probably need to start over again. Um, 49ers, depending on what, what they do with Kirk, it sounds like they're ready to cut Jimmy. And then uh, the Patriots too. The Patriots really have to <laughs> evaluate that whole offense because they – have have approximately zero playmakers on their team. So they, they got to, I guess, start at the quarterback and branch out to the skill positions. But
0: a couple that I was thinking about too, um, you know, the the Falcons, you know, Matt Ryan probably doesn't have too many more years left. um, At least not in Atlanta. You know, do they take somebody now? Do they try to trade up and get a, I mean, that number four pick, that someone might fall, Depending what the Jets and Dolphins do, um, but they could try to angle grab grab Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, um, try to get a season or two of Matt Ryan in um, while they, you know, you know bring bring them up a little bit. I think the Dolphins are the interesting one. You know, Tua was okay when when he got when he got the the playing time at the end of last year, but when you're at the number three pick, you know, I think you've really got to consider who's available. Um, and you know, one of Zach Wilson or Justin Fields will be available at that three spot, obviously with Lawrence, you know, being basically a foregone conclusion to Jacksonville. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what, what they're going to do. Cause they're, they're making improvements, you know, man, Brian Flores has done a great job with them. They're, they've got a, a good foundation. And if they think that, you know, say Justin Fields is going to be that, that difference maker, get them from where they are to that next level. It's something they've got to. Gotta least consider.
1: Also, really quick, going back to Deshaun Watson. Um, I know we talked about the well, I don't know if we we didn't even talk about the odds, but the the Jets are at plus two hundred to get him, but the Dolphins are the next closest team, mm-hmm. um, at plus four hundred, and they do seem like they are like just a quarterback away from being really, really good for a long time. And I I mean if they have a pick that high, I could I could see them um, leveraging that to try and get like a ready quarterback in there and um, they could really take off with Watson there. So that, that would probably be the route that I would try to go first if I were them. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't blame them if they, if they wanted to look at another rookie quarterback Too to it wasn't really convincing as, you know, a, a big time stars first season.
2: Right. Yeah. I agree with that completely that uh, like we've all said, the jets obviously, but the dolphins have the third pick and the 18th pick and to which could be enticing for the Texans, you know, get a, another possible quarterback into a, on a rookie contract at least to plus some of these picks packaging. I think, like you said, Hambridge that just the dolphins in general, it's going to be really fun to kind of watch and see what they end up doing. Um, if they do make a run at Watson, and if not, if they go quarterback number three or maybe trade down, um, I think that it's there's a lot of uh, intriguing options for them, and it's going to be exciting to watch that.
3: Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think they're willing to give up on Tua just yet. Only you know after a half season of starting, so I'm thinking either like either Tua is gonna be the starter, or if they trade for Watson, you know Tua is gonna be in that package. So one of those mm-hmm. two guys I think yeah. will be starting. I think uh, something they do need to build on, whether it's through free agency or the draft, is their wide receiver core. Um, Kind of build that up for Tua or whatever guy they're thinking uh, going forward. I know they have was Devante Parker their most, you know, their their best vet that they have. I'm trying to think who else. Pretty. I mean, Preston Preston
0: Williams was hurt, but he was he was pretty good. I mean, Mike Gesicki is good. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe they'll you know, scheme up some plays for, for Lynn Bowden. He, you know, had some flash, you know, he'd be more of a a complimentary player, but you know, we've seen that, that work. If they're the third or fourth option, you you wouldn't want him being your, your number one receiver. But if you get someone like Watson, you know, like Rogers has shown in, in green Bay quarterback can make some average receivers look pretty darn good. And, and Watson might be able to do that with, with the, with the core they have now. Um, but the Dolphins are one of my favorite teams to watch last year. I I love them. And I, I would I'd be really excited just from a general fan standpoint to see them get Watson because I think they could be really good if they get the get a nice, you know, elite quarterback just to jump in re- like Dirk said, just just ready to go. No, no rookie waiting time or anything like that. Just drop him in day one and let him go.
3: Yeah, maybe Will Fuller is that good because Watson made him look like a superstar a lot of times this season. So that kind of goes with what you're saying, where, you know, just adding Watson can uh, help those other wide receivers take that next step.
0: Hey, he's a free agent, too, isn't he? He could sign with. Uh, yeah, sign but he's suspended
3: Miami. like the, what is he, the first six games or something like
0: that yeah, or eight games?
3: Like
0: no, yeah. isn't it? It's he was suspended for, I think, eight games. But but a few of those, the last the first like three or four were the end of this season. So, so they're gonna, they're gonna get. this. They're gonna get, a, most of a season from him.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, I was thinking it was six, like Neil said. No,
0: because because I remember yeah, saying, because yep. it it happened One. right before the fantasy playoffs. Not that anybody cares about this, mm. but I but I ha- I had him on two teams, which maybe cost me championships both of those leagues. So I know I know some of the suspension was covered at the at the end of this season. Um, I can't remember exactly what the breakdown was.
2: Maybe they go after back to the Dolphins. They go after like Allen Robinson, something like that. I, I also complete side note, but I don't have a lot of sympathy for Allen Robinson because the pa- like he could have signed with the Packers back a few years ago, and he went with the Bears instead. So I I hold a grudge with that. Still might, um, but Still I do. Yeah, that, that's true. Maybe uh, maybe you can reconcile it here. I do think that he. I mean, he's a stud, honestly, as a receiver. He just needs to be in a different. Uh, he needs to have a different quarterback throwing to him.
0: Neil, did you find uh further suspension there?
3: Uh, yeah, I was looking at articles. I saw one from two months ago saying six games and that he was already able to serve five of them during this current season. I didn't think that was correct, but maybe that is correct. When he's, he's only serving one game next season. But I felt like he had more than one game that he was serving this this, this coming season.
0: I can't remember remember exactly the week, but I I know a good, a good chunk of it was, was already knocked out this year. So why don't we move on to our way too early, just incredibly too early division predictions for next season? (laughs) Um, You know, why not have a little fun end of the football season? We're all fans. We're all sad. It's coming to an end. Why not?
1: If you're not talking about it before the season ends, you're actually
0: late. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Okay, so let's uh, let's start with what I have to starting with here. We'll start in the AFC. Let's go with the AFC East. Finally saw the Patriots dethroned with the up-and-coming Buffalo Bills. And I've actually got the same finish um, as last year. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. I think the Bills are going to own that division for some time. Obviously, if Watson goes to Miami, that could shake things up. But I don't see the Bills losing the, losing their hold on that for the next couple seasons. And the Patriots and Jets seem to be several pieces away. So I feel like that one falls into place pretty neatly.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Hambridge. I had the same thing. I think at least next year, maybe the year after it'll stick. Unless, of course, Watson comes in. But um, as, as much as I think that'd be fun and would like to see that happen, I, I don't think it will in the end. So I'm with you on, on those standings.
3: Yeah, my, mine's slightly different. Not, not too far off, but uh, Buffalo, Miami, Jets and the Pats. Uh, I think the Pats are going to go for a rookie quarterback this year. So they're going to need to take a little time to, you know, get him settled in. I do have Watson going to the Jets, So that kind of helps him propel a little bit, but I think both Miami and the jets need to find one of those high profile wide receivers, uh, during free agency. You got a few guys with Kenny Galladay, Juju, Chris Godwin, you know, you could, you could convince them to come on over there. But other than that, I don't see anyone taking over Buffalo this year or next year,
0: Jared,
1: Yeah, I think barring a Deshaun Watson trade into that division, you're probably going to see something pretty similar. Um, Buffalo cleared clearly the best team. Um, And then the the Dolphins just barely missing out on a playoff spot. And you just, it's hard to imagine the Patriots being horrible with Belichick and then, yeah, the Jets still unclear on their whole, I guess what direction they're going to take.
0: Yeah. They got rid of Adam Gase, but, they're still the New York Jets.
1: Yeah, who knows? Well, it would have to improve by default without Adam Gase, but
0: <laughs> exactly. it's a good know. point. I don't know. All right, on to the AFC North, and this this might be the toughest division in the league when you look at it. You've got the Ravens, Steelers, Browns all made the playoffs. Bengals, you know, assuming hoping Joe Burrow comes back healthy, the offense could at least be something to to, to worry about. And maybe play spoiler if not challenging for the playoffs themselves. Um, but I've got the Ravens taking the division followed by the Steelers, Browns and Bengals bringing up the rear. Jared, how do you see that one playing out? Uh, I,
1: I was really thinking about this one a lot. Um, I think, I guess if, if there's no major like trades or signings that come into this division, I would, I'm going to have to stay the Steelers because, um, Winning it again, it sounds like Roethlisberger's last year. You'd think that that would be, I guess, added motivation. Um, not that they need it, but that defense was pretty banged up at the end of the year, and I think a lot of people are have already forgotten how good they were to start the season. So I'd put them first. Um, I'm going to go with the Browns second. I... I think Stefanski looks like he really, really knows what he's doing with that team. And the fact that they got better without Odell was kind of scary. Um, and I will say this about the Browns. We didn't really talk about this at all, but um, if I was Browns management, I would be on the phone with the Houston Texans right now um, and offering them Baker Mayfield and any amount of draft picks for Deshaun Watson. So yeah, um, I think yeah, I mean, if they pulled that off, that they'd probably run away with it. But um, I'd love to see that happen. Uh, the Ravens, I I put them third. I I think um, everyone pretty know pretty much knows what to expect of Lamar Jackson at this point. And I think um, especially in the playoffs, it it just looked like they the good teams had him figured out and. I don't think it's too long before the rest of the league catches up on that. He just can't, he just can't throw. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it blunt. He just can't throw. (laughs) So um, that's tough. If you're a quarterback and then I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Bengals in last.
3: Neil. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Ravens. uh, Number one here, just like you, Hambridge. I think uh, Hollywood Brown and JK damage really uh, started to unleash at the end of the year. I think they're going to carry that over to next year, especially with Mark Ingram out. Then I have the Browns coming at number two. Uh, I really think their ground game is just going to help them stay in any game this year. Then I have Pittsburgh coming at number three. Granted, you know, they were uh division winners last last year, but I just think this might be the beginning of the end for big Ben. You know, he seems to be getting hurt a lot and I just don't think he's going to have much more in the tank coming this year. I mean, I would love to be proved wrong, you know? I see these old guys last a long time, but I just don't think he's going to have it again this year. And then uh, obviously since he coming in last uh, hoping to see some improvements from Joe Burrow this year, I'm not sure what his timetable is with his injury, but you know uh, I just don't see them, you know, taking any of the top three spots in the North and Dirk.
2: Yeah. I think like you said, Hambridge, this um, uh, this division is, is, was fun to think about. I think this, AFC North and NFC West, are the two uh, really competitive divisions, um, the ones that I had the most fun thinking about. So I actually went a little bit different than you all. I went with the Browns, number one in the North, um, Ravens, two, Steelers, three, and Bengals, four. I think um, kind of going from the bottom up, Burrow, I think, is, is great and will continue to get better. Um, Steelers, like Neil said, I, I think it, it is the beginning of the end. Unfortunately for Big Ben, um, and I saw Pouncey most likely is is retiring. It sounds like um, Ravens, uh, like Jared said, I think slowly they're they really are getting figured out. And I I picked the Browns, I, and I mostly was I think um, Jared mentioned it. Stefanski, I I'm really big on him. He, you know, is a young hungry coach um, who's, who's smart, very smart, and has the organization um, kind of like a well-oiled machine, at least compared to years past. So I'm kind of banking on him, um, continuing that upward trend. I think Chubb, I believe, is in the contract year as well. So I think that they're going to just kind of keep clicking and and, um, running off of this 2020-2021 year, this previous year. I think they're going to kind of take the next step, so to speak. So I'm going with them to win the AFC North.
0: I like it. A lot of different opinions there. And like we all kind of thought, that's going to be a a fun division to watch next year. A lot of of good teams um, should be – should be interesting to see that one play out, especially with the tough football they typically play. Um, moving right along, AFC South, you know Titans and Colts at the top. You know Titans don't seem to get get a lot of respect. You know that they maybe deserve. They've been playing really well the last few seasons. I've got them finishing at the top again. Um, Colts, I have at number of the two spot right now. Their quarterback, you know, could could sway that. You know, if they if they hit. In the draft or make a big splash in free agency or via trade, you know, you know, that, that could put them over the top because they seem to be right there as well. Like we talked about a little bit tonight already. And then kind of a default, the Texans at, at third, regardless of what happens with Watson, because the Jaguars, yeah, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence, but they, they seem to be more than a quarterback away. Um, they've got a lot of work to do and Lawrence is obviously a great first step, um, but I don't see that changing too much for the next season. Uh, Dirk, what do you see? What do you think about the AFC South?
2: Yeah, I have the exact same rankings as you. I agree, Titans. At least the last couple of years, a little bit underrated. Um, I, I really like the Colts. I, I think, like you said, I think it was you, Hambridge, earlier that they seem to be just a quarterback away. Um, but I do like their their team overall. I'm a big Jonathan Taylor fan. Um, and then, yeah, the bottom Jags and Texans, um, both of them, just you know, ha- have some work to do here moving
0: forward. About you, Neil.
3: Uh, Similar to you guys, the only difference I have Jags at number three. Uh, I'm thinking they they could also be another team that makes a play at one of these bigger uh, free agent wide receivers. You know, to kind of help out Trevor Lawrence this year, along with them and James Robinson. You know, they they got a few guys that could you know make a splash, have a little fun this year. So I think they can win a few games to get the number three spot. I just don't see Houston winning a ton this year, whether Watson sits out or he's traded. Uh, I just don't see who's coming in there to help them. You know, I don't know win four or five games. Like I think it might be a rough year for Houston fans this year. For Indy, I think you know they'll need to find a vet quarterback to come in. You know, take the reins, kind of like a Phillip Rivers and more manage the game than need necessarily win it for them. I think they have a good enough O line and a run game to kind of take over for them for those games. And I just see Tennessee going going uh going away with it. And, you know, winning the division this year. They got the Derrick Henry, um, and they got the wide receivers to get it done as well with AJ Brown. I think Corey Davis is a free agent this year, but uh, either way, I think I, I see them taking the taking the division.
0: Sounds good. Finishing off the AFC here with the West. I mean, I think the Chiefs. You know, no matter what happens on Sunday, they're going to be the likely presumptive AFC favorites next year. So you've got to have him winning the division, I think. I'll be shocked if any of you have it otherwise, but I guess we'll we'll see. And then the the last three, I I had a tough time with this. Um, you know, the Chargers and Raiders both both flashed at times. You know, Justin Herbert looks like the absolute real deal. Um and if they can fix up some of the boneheaded mistakes they seem to make some of that was coaching with some Interesting, shall we say, time management decisions, um, but they're going to be a fun team to watch. So I've got the Chargers at number two, and then Raiders at the three spot, and the Broncos finishing fourth. You know, the Broncos have some exciting playmakers, but they just have nobody to get them the ball right now. You know, Jerry Judy looks good. Courtland Sutton is hopefully coming back healthy next year. You know, Tim Patrick had some had some good games in in uh, during last season, so they're going to be. They can be fun to watch if they get some decent QB play, but I still don't think it's going to be enough to bring them out of the out of the fourth spot. Neil, what do you think about the AFC West playing out?
3: Yeah, Chiefs, obviously number one spot. No denying that one. Uh, I have the same as you with Chargers at number two. I'm seeing Justin Herbert taking that next, next step in his stardom out in LA there. Uh, I think he's going to really flourish with the weapons he has there. Him and Kenny Nalen really had a nice uh, connection along with a little uh, safety net with Austin Eckler. Uh, With just those two guys alone, I think he'll flourish. Uh, You add a healthy Mike Williams and whatever other pieces they add. I mean, I can't see it getting any worse than it did this year, barring, you know, coaching decisions and whatnot, like you mentioned. Uh, I had a really tough spot with this three and four between the Raiders and Denver. I really don't like either team or either quarterback (laughs) situation. Uh, Raiders, I can't see Derek Carr being there much longer and being the answer for them. I mean, they have to realize you got to move on at some point. Maybe. Trading him would be the best option at this point. I don't know. Uh, I also love the, a lot of the Raiders, young wide receivers. Court, like You mentioned Corton Sutland, Jerry Judy. Uh, you can't forget Noah Fant either. You know, one, just like, like a Sikki, one of those upcoming tight ends. So I'll just – just because I, I don't – not a big fan of Derek Carr, I'll put
0: Denver at three, Raiders at four. Fair enough. Dirk?
2: I had the same as you, Hambridge. Um, Something to a in think- there. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it. Um, Chiefs Swan, of course. I, I'm completely with Neil. I am not a big Derek Carr fan. I, I think he, he, it's time to move on from him in the end. I thought that last year as well. Um, the, the Chargers, like like Neil said, Justin Herbert, he seems like he's going to be a great player. And then, of course, um, the Broncos at the end. It, I, I'm a huge Jared Judy fan. I think he's going to be really good. Noah Fant uh, as well, a great young tight end. But I, I just – I don't know who, who is going to come in um, in the near future here and help them out unless they, you know, make a huge swing for the fences and somehow land land somebody. I guess now with Elway not making the decisions, maybe things will change a little bit because it seemed, you know, with the Peyton Manning signing years ago, um, Elway kind of went after similar quarterbacks like that, Brock Osweiler, et cetera. <laughs> um, so. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Broncos, but not not in the next couple of years. They're not gonna make it out of the basement in the AFC West. Yeah, we'll be so, there.
0: Jared. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um Chiefs first in 2021, also in 2031. I'll just uh <laughs> I'll throw that in there too. I mean I'll have um,
3: Mahomes locked up, so
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, uh yeah, I think the Chargers are just on talent, definitely the second best team in that division and getting a new coaching staff. will, I'm, I'm guessing help. I can't see it hurting. Um, so I'd probably take them to finish second. As for the, the Broncos and Raiders, I just haven't seen really anything from them the last two years to tell me that they're going to be dramatically better than they have been. So, um, I'll just throw the Raiders third. I think Derek Carr had kind of an underrated year this year, but, um, Still just not not a game-changing quarterback. And uh, I'll throw the Broncos fourth just because I don't trust any team that's going to put tens of millions of dollars into a slow running back and expect <laughs> to get anywhere for it. So, sorry, Melvin Gordon, Wisconsin
0: fans. <laughs> Jared, did I skip over you on the AFC South? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, hit us.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I was pretty similar to everyone else. The Titans are solid, I think. I don't know if they're going to be any better. I think the division might get a little worse though. So I could see them staying at the top. Um, but yeah, I mean, Colts, if they get even a, an adequate quarterback should be second. And then, um, I'll go Texans third just cause they'll have some new management, new coaching in there. And, um, even if they don't have Watson, I, I think it's, a. will uh, <laughs> tentatively say it's a more complete team than the Jaguars, but, um, a toss up between those two for the last two spots.
0: All right, that'll do us for the AFC, NFC. Let's just get this one out of the way first. Talk about the the East. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I've got Washington at first, and they don't even have a starting quarterback right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I think that really really says yep. says everything about about that division. They got a good defense. They've got Antonio Gibson. You know, it looks like a, a strong rookie running back. Terry McLaurin, obviously, has has been great through, through a couple seasons. Um, and if they can, like you said, with the Colts, Jared, if they can get even an adequate quarterback, um, you know, you can't have Alex Smith checking down to J.D. McKissick twenty five times a game. Um, you know, I, I think, I think that's going to be their, you know, top priority or one of their priorities: getting someone who can get the ball downfield. Um, and then, I mean, I guess. I have the Eagles second, but with very little confidence, um, you know, Hertz Hurts has had, you know, a good run at the end of the season. We'll see what he does going into next season. If he is the starter, who knows what the Eagles are doing over there. And then I got Cowboys and the Giants. Um, I mean, obviously Dak is the X factor. I mean, we saw how much he meant to that team after he went down and you know, they looked terrible on offense for most of the, most of the season after he after he got hurt, so if he comes back healthy, you know he might be able to will them to a six and tenths, second place finish in the division. You know we'll see. Um, and then the Giants, they're the Giants. Don't really have anything to say on them. I mean, they, they got Saquon, who running back does not make a team great, but certainly doesn't hurt to have someone like him. But you
3: Vikings fans should know that with AP. Yeah,
0: that's a fair point. That's a very fair point. Two thousand yards isn't too do much if. That doesn't really count for anything if you don't do anything with that. With Just that thought to put that out there. That's fair. It's a fair point.
2: It's a little reminder from Neil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Helps you beat the Packers week 17, though.
3: True. That's true.
0: Little victories. All right, uh, Neil, what do you got for the strong, <laughs> strong NFC East?
3: Um, similar to the NFC West, the only similarity that they might have is I also had issues with both divisions figuring out who's going to win it, who's going to lose it. I think we'll all vary very widely with this. Um but NFC East, I did not have any fun picking which team was going to win this one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Philly taking this one. I like to see a little more Jalen Hurts, see what he's got. Uh I think they'll they should have they have a new coach coming in as well. You know, I'll be curious to see how that goes there. Uh number two, Washington. I wish I knew who their quarterback was going to be because then I'd put that number one as well, but I don't. I do a lot, like a lot of the players that they have, though, outside of that. And then bottom two spots, I mean, I'll give to Dallas just because they have the better offense. And then New York just because Daniel Jones sucks.
0: He can run, though, man. He's, he's a fast quarterback. Until but. he falls down, trips over himself. Yes. I think the best thing about that, I don't know if you guys saw, the, the Giants social team tweeted out that play about like how great of a play it was, <laughs> and it just ended with their quarterback tripping over his own feet. Oh, yeah, that's that's probably a sign you didn't have a great <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> all right, Jared. What do you got for the for the East?
1: Uh yeah, I'm, I'm going Washington first. Um, really, I mean, their defense is far and away the best unit in that whole division. I don't like. I, I'd probably have to stick with that for you know the division winner. But um, yeah, I man from from that point on it's tough I, I don't know if anyone saw the the presser from Nick Sirianni, um when he was talking about you know the future of the Eagles fumbled his words a little bit wasn't wasn't the most convincing presser for a you know up-and-coming coach but um, I think for talent they're probably the second best team in that division um, and you know I, I think uh, what we haven't talked about is is what we saw from Nate Sudfeld in the fourth quarter of that week 17 game against against Washington. So that could put them over the top for that second place finish. Um, I, you know what? I'm just going to put the Giants third. Um, their, their defense is actually a real defense. Um, and I still have not forgotten what I saw from Daniel Jones in his rookie year. And I feel like Somewhere in there, he could be good. Um, I know I've said, I know I've said it's probably time to move on, which is is also true. But um, I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna completely discard them just because of how awful the Cowboys looked for pretty much the whole season. I mean, it was different kinds of awful. It was uh, the first half was the defense looking like the worst defense we've ever seen, and then the second half was the offense looking like the worst <laughs> offense we've ever seen. So um yeah i don't i i can't i can't move them out of fourth place plus it's it's mike mccarthy and i i don't have to tell the <laughs> packer fans about that guy
3: yeah with daniel jones you know he did he has had some flashes but i think that's the problem there's only been some flashes there's still been no consistency consistency throughout a short career here and that's you know at the quarterback position especially then you know, it's just not going to do
0: it all right dirk what do you got for finish yeah. here
2: yeah, so I've uh, watched him first. I completely agree with everybody that, especially the defensive line, the front with Chase Young leading the way, they're, they're all um, very solid. Um, Eagles too. I, I like Jared's comment. Um, it, that, that presser reminded me of Matt LaFleur, the, the clips I saw on Twitter. And so I, it, it reminded me in that it, it's he sounded like his, the points he was making made sense. And it, it sounds good he just didn't present them well, but you know, you can't judge, judge uh, someone that maybe is a little bit nervous with the media to begin with. Um, at least if, if you want to take Matt Fleur as an example in his first couple of years in green Bay. Um, so the Eagles too, I think that just getting some new blood in there might shake things up a little bit for them in a positive way. Uh, Giants three and Cowboys four, as Jared said, of course, um, back when McCarthy won the Super Bowl and around that timeframe, frame. Um, you know, you can't, can't take that away from him, but just seeing the Cowboys last year reminded me a lot of McCarthy's last couple of years in, in green Bay and seemed like not much changed. So I have uh, Cowboys at the bottom there.
0: Yeah. This could be another dumpster fire of a division, uh, next year. I mean, Washington seems to be the closest to being a real football team. Um, that is their get... name. Exactly. They're, they're playing into it. They should maybe keep it. Um, that they can maybe even have like a winning record next year. Wouldn't that be something? Someone's got to. <laughs> Do they though? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> All right. Um, our hometown division here, the NFC North. I begrudgingly had the Packers finishing first. I think you've, they're clearly the best team. I mean, as long as you know Aaron Rodgers doesn't seem to be super happy with things right now. But as long as he's there... I'm not going to bet against him, at least not in the division and um, do have the Vikings then finishing second. You know, we'll see what happens with Kirk cousins that could shake things up, but it's not like the bears or lions inspire a lot of confidence. Um, and that's the order I've got them in. So Packers, Vikings, bears, lions, I had the lions at fourth, even with Stafford. And now they're pretty obviously downgrading at quarterback. while so far not having improved anywhere else on the offensive side. So, Could be another rough year, rough year in Detroit, but you know, time will tell, but not looking great right now. Jared, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to have to go with the Packers first, uh, and it's, it's been a long 25 years. (laughs) Um, so, you know, that's pretty much how it is though. Um, I, I understand it at this point and I expect it, so it makes it hurt less. Jared
0: and I are seasoned jaded Minnesota's fans. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah and it's like a it's a comfortable pain where you just you expect it so second gonna be optimistic i'm gonna go with the vikings uh i think a lot of last year was the defense just not being quite figured out like hunter was gone pretty much the whole year you had rookie corners out there trying to play man on some of the best receivers in the league and I just think I think the defense is going to be better than it was last year so that should at least provide some kind of floor um, where the team just doesn't bottom out but I could I could see that happening with the Bears and the Lions so um, I mean especially if the Bears go with another year of Trubisky I just I don't see the offense really getting any better but i'll put them third and the lions fourth just because <laughs> man the lions i feel like they could be really bad
0: yeah yeah they're not inspiring a lot of confidence not that like we're rooting for teams to go 0 and 16 or 1 15 but that seems definitely within the realm of possibility for them they've done year. it before though they yeah. <laughs> they have it they can do it all right dirk what do you think
2: yeah same thing packers won Vikings two airs three lines Um, Packers. I think it'll be interesting, of course, being a fan, what they do this off season. I don't think it'll, this will happen, but it would be fun to see uh, Corey Davis as, as somebody mentioned earlier as a free agent. I think that'd be fun if somehow the Packers grab him. Um, but I think they, you know, realistically need to fill a couple other spots. First D line inside linebacker or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think Vikings second and then Bears third, like Jared said, seems like Bears probably will put up uh, Trubisky again, which for an NFC North fan, not of the Bears is a good thing. <laughs> um, I also think this won't happen, but seeing it on Twitter, you know, Bears fans talking about trading for Watson. I think it's funny to think about them trading three first round picks when they could have just used their own a few years ago on what, <laughs> um, and then the lions, of course, uh, that, uh, it, it just, I, I honestly don't even know where, where to begin with them. It's now they have that golf contract on their hands and I, I don't think he's the long-term answer. So, um, yeah, they're, they're at the bottom there this year in the NFC North.
0: All right. Let's see, Neil, are you switching anything up or you keep it the same? I'll start off just saying, you know, it's
2: music to my
3: ears hearing the Vikings fans compliment the Packers and say how we're getting at first place because <laughs> it's very rare I actually get to hear that without, you know, any smack talk coming. So that's, you know, that's nice. But yeah, uh, Green Bay coming number one. Uh, similar to everyone here in Minnesota coming at number two. I, I don't know if the trade with San is going to happen, but I'm just assuming Kirk Cousins is going to stick around. So I think the offense should be just fine with what they have defense should be better and they've had you know some rough times last year so I, I i see them getting better coming year uh mitch trubisky not much to really say about him we've all seen him play i don't see alan robinson coming back uh they maybe they'll offer him uh, you know some good money and just get him to stick around but i i seem him, seem him leaving so i see them at third and then detroit i just don't know who jared Goff's gonna be throwing to I don't see, you know, Marvin Jones, Kelly, Kenny Galladay. I don't see them sticking around. You got T.J. Hawkinson, and I, uh, outside of him, I guess DeAndre Swift. But yeah, I uh, think I
2: Cephas is the only like receiver that right now is on is on the roster. It's something, something, something along those lines.
0: Where yeah. not what you want to see exactly. Yeah,
2: like yeah,
3: <laughs> I, I, I want to see him do good, but I'm I'm not going to bank my team on winning with right. just him as my number one wide receiver. Like I see that maybe them going for someone in free agency or uh, someone in the draft going higher in the draft at wide receiver, but they have to do something.
1: Calvin Johnson could come back right now and be the best receiver on that. Team. Oh no, he, <laughs>
3: he he he's done with that organization. <laughs> Talk about another player wasted. Right there, you go.
0: Yeah. All right, these last two divisions actually could be a couple of the more intriguing ones across the league. Um, NFC South, I think. One thing to think about, it's probably unlikely, but you could see four new starting quarterbacks uh, in week one, you know, Tom Brady, he's got another year in his contract, but he, you know, he could retire um, especially if they win on Sunday, you know, he might, he might call it a, call it a career. Drew Brees for the saints. He's thought to be retiring. And, you know, is Taysom Hill? The answer is James Winston. The answer, I hope it's James Winston because, football fans are happier when James Winston is playing in the NFL on Sundays. Um, Panthers, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was serviceable, but if they could upgrade there, I think they would take the chance to. And Falcons, you know, Ryan is probably the, pretty likely to open as the starter, but you know, if they make a move in the draft and you know they like, what they see out of, you know, fields or Zach Wilson, whoever they might might end up with, you know, maybe they give the rookie the shot week one. So I think, it could be a fun division if there's just that many brand new faces. Um, but I, I still think um, the bucks are going to win with, or without Brady, you know, their offenses, they got, they got weapons there. Defense has been playing pretty well. Um, and then we got the saints coming at number two, kind of same deal. Lean without Drew Brees. They've got a lot of good pieces in place. And then the Panthers at three pa- Falcons at four. I just don't really like that Falcons team, which is kind of funny to say, even though, even when you have Julio Jones and Kelvin really, On the same offense but didn't do much for him last year um and i just don't see him improving enough to get out of the basement but so bucks saints panthers falcons jared where do you see that one going
1: uh i i think it's gonna look pretty similar to how you saw it this year um i guess the exact order could vary a little bit but i just see the Bucks and the Saints being one and two in that order. Um, even with the, the quarterback situation uncertain for the Saints, their defense just looks so good for the whole year. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think they're probably not in too much trouble. Um, I'd, I'd also prefer to see Jameis take the, the starting job there. Um, we kind of know what Taysom Hill is now as a starter, and I don't think it's super exciting. So I wouldn't mind them giving Jameis a shot and just seeing what they have there. Um, He did throw that nice pass. Was that in the against the Bears in the playoffs where they lined him up as a wideout and (laughs) he just chucked it fifty yards for a touchdown? I think to Traquan Smith.
0: Yeah, that's talking about Jameis, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the Jameis magic. You'd love to see it.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I. I think I'm going to put the Panthers third. Um, Their defense looked pretty good towards the end of the year. Um, And they are like low key. One of the teams in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes too. So we'll, we'll see what they do. Um, They look fine, but yeah, I think it's just hard to expect anything out of the Falcons, even with, with Ryan and those receivers, they, they showed us nothing last year. So
0: um. Yeah, uh, I'll keep them at the bottom. Dirk, what do you think of the NFC South?
2: Yeah, I'm going Bucks, Saints, Panthers, Falcons. Um, pretty much same thing you two said about the Bucks and Saints, especially on the defensive side. They're just they're solid. No matter who's who's um going to be quarterback next year, I think that that Panthers, like Jared said, that's interesting about Watson. I don't think he'll end up there. I actually think the Panthers will draft. Um, I had Trey Lance is who I'm thinking they're going to draft, and I don't think he'll play right away. But I think I could see him maybe like like a week ten or something like that if if uh, they're kind of over Bridgewater if he's struggling. Um, And and Trey Lance is he seems like a boomer bust type of prospect at least from what I've been reading and seeing. So I think that's interesting at least down the line um, with him being on potentially being on the Panthers. And then the Falcons, yeah, I I looked it up today. Matt Ryan is thirty six or turning thirty six, and I did not realize he was that old. So I I, I don't see them um, finishing higher than third or fourth. But for for these rankings, I'm putting the Falcons
0: at fourth. All right, Neil, bring us home on the South. Yeah,
3: I I'm right there with all you guys. Um, with Tampa, New Orleans, even with the quarterback questions, they're just the best. They're the most well-rounded teams of the division on both sides of the ball. Uh, I think Tom's going to stick it out one more year in Tampa Bay at the very least. I mean, I, he's just having too much fun down there right now. I just, I think he's going to stick it out for at least one more year. Uh, New Orleans, yeah, sure, we want to see Jameis, but I think Taysom Hill, if it's between those two, I think he'll be getting the starting job. He's not the most flashy guy, but he's not going to lose games for them at least. Carolina, you know, CMC is back, but Teddy Bridgewater is not going to get it done for you. I agree with Dirk on his uh his thoughts on the on the rookie quarterback there with Trey, but that's not gonna happen right away this year. And with Falcons, similar to Big Ben for Matt Ryan, I think it might be the beginning of the end, where they need to start thinking about moving on from him and it'll show this year with age and with um you know the stats he's gonna put up.
0: All right. Last division here, the NFC West. I have some trouble with this one. Um, I mean, I had the 49ers in the fourth spot. That was kind of the clearest for me, but even still, you know, they, they looked good at times last year too, but the top three, I could really see going in, in any order. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what you guys come up with, but I think um, for me, at least Stafford going to the Rams puts them in the driver's seat for me, you know, their defense was, was pretty darn good. And you got Aaron Donald that usually helps with uh defensive performance when you got arguably the best player in the league. In career defensive line. They've got three great receivers or two great receivers in um, Cooper cup and Robert Woods. And then um, Van Jefferson showed some promise. Um, Josh Reynolds has had some good games here and there. Some other good receiving threats. Cam Akers looks like the real deal really came out at the end of the season. So I think they're going to finish in the one spot. Then I've got the Seahawks and Cardinals at two and three again, you know, the Seahawks looked unstoppable. For the first couple, first few weeks, their defense obviously had left some things to be desired. They kind of flipped at the end of the year. Defense started to pick things up. Offense didn't quite do as well. So it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of balance that out for an entire season. Then, Cardinals, you know, Kyler Murray and, De- and uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't miss a beat. You know, there was some concern of Hopkins going and learning a new playbook and take some time to get used to it. No, he was incredible from, from day one. So I've got Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers. But I'm not feeling very confident on the order of this one. Neil, what do you think?
3: You know, I had the exact same order as you. So, you know, hopefully that'll help your confidence there. <laughs> uh, starting with Arizona, you know, Kyler Murray's a great player. But, he, you know, he's no Russell Wilson. And he's, I'm mean, going to say it too, he's no, you know, Matt Stafford, at least for right now. You know, I, I love to watch him play. I love that he has Hopkins on his team too, but I just don't see him doing it this year just yet, you know, he's, he's got plenty of time in his career, but I do love for LA, you know, they have most of the same guys on offense outside of my at Stafford, obviously, uh, back on the team defense is one of the best in the league. I mean, a big difference between Stafford and Goff is when they're down, Stafford can help your team, you know, still come and win that game Whereas when, you know, Goff is down, he's done. He's not coming back for you guys. So I think that's going to make a big difference for LA, especially coming the postseason, to actually make some
0: moves and get further. Good thoughts there. Dirk, what do you say?
2: So I'm going a little bit different. I'm going Rams, Seahawks, Niners, Cardinals. I think that, like Neil said, I'm I'm a big Stafford fan. I think he's really going to thrive um, with McVay. And in that offense, I think it's going to open up a a ton of options for McVay that he didn't really have previously with golf. Um, Seahawks, I, I think they're just... They're always solid, especially with Russ. You always know they're going to be a contender. Um, Niners, I think they, I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're getting um, a lot of people back from injury, and even with all those injuries last year, they still were relatively solid. They weren't a team that that was going to, you know, show up and just get walked over. So I think, um, and also just for sake of fun, I was thinking that Niners third, Cardinals. I love Kyler Murray and Hopkins, but I agree with Neil. I think Murray, um, a little bit later in his career, is really going to kind of k- kick off his career a little bit later um, just because this division is so tough overall. I think for me, this is the hardest division, um, even ahead of the, the AFC, AFC North. Um, but I, I think in the end, Cardinals fourth place. Um, Niners are going to have a little
0: bit of a bounce back from last year. All right. Jared, bring us home on the division predictions. NFC West.
1: I'm with Dirk. I got, I got the 49ers getting out of last place this year. Um, I'll start, I'll start from the bottom and work my way up. But I think like as much as we all love Kyler, um, it just seemed like it kind of fell apart at the end of the year last year. And I'm not sure if he seemed like he was pretty hurt, but um, I'm also not entirely sold on Cliff Kingsbury as an NFL coach. So um third 49ers I mean we'll we'll see how the defense looks I guess we're gonna find out how much of a difference sala made as the coordinator there but um I think both offense and defense they were really banged up last year and I I think a lot of people forgot how good a coach Kyle Shanahan was uh, they were just just playing the Chiefs this time last year uh in the Super Bowl so I I'm not gonna disrespect those guys. And then yeah, Seahawks really confusing to watch them this year. Um, Flashes of brilliance on both offense and defense, just not at the same time. So we'll see if they can figure it out, but I got them in second. And then yeah, Rams pretty much the same team, just upgrading the quarterback. Got to, got to keep them in first, or I guess bump them up to to first.
0: All right. Well, we'll be sure to revisit these maybe before the season starts. See if anything Significant change, and then maybe even take a look at these at the end of next season, see how how wrong or right we were. And then lastly, why don't we all just obviously this year's Super Bowl hasn't happened yet, but what's just an off-the-cuff, spur-of-the-moment Super Bowl prediction for, for next year? Dirk, why don't you start us off?
2: Packers over Chiefs.
0: <laughs> surprise, surprise. Neil? Um.
3: Let's go to Jared first. I need I, I need time to think about this one for a second. Oh right? <laughs>
1: no, I'm I'm not prepared for this. All um, right, fine.
0: I, I can I can jump in. Okay. Obviously the Chiefs are kind of the presumptive AFC favorite. Um, but making the Super Bowl three years in a row, much less potentially winning it three years in a row. I just I just can't I can't do it. I'm gonna say the Bills at the AFC. And with the Matt Stafford news, I'm gonna say the Rams. I'm gonna say Bills over Rams next year.
2: I like that. I like that
3: yeah uh now that i'm looking at it, it's not gonna be much different as i was talking up stafford i'm gonna go assuming brady is back i'm gonna go tampa over the rams to get to the super bowl just because that's what tom brady does so there's no <laughs> use to fighting it at this point point. and then like you also said the chiefs you know it's tough to get that many years in a row and it's just you know nice to see fresh teams in there oh i got buffalo and tennessee i don't know who to pick Love me some Josh Allen, so I'll go Buffalo over Tennessee to get into the Super Bowl with Buffalo winning it against Tom, and then Tom hopefully fading away into retirement after that, but I highly doubt it.
0: <laughs> All right, J- or, uh, J- All right. bring us home here. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna
1: go with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, um, and I'm not gonna pick an NFC team. As long as Patrick Mahomes is there, I'm just not gonna pick anyone but the Chiefs.
0: I've seen too much.
3: Sounds like a Vikings fan. Think it's going to be green Bay.
0: Uh, it could be <laughs> chiefs over. It, it doesn't matter because the chiefs are just going to
1: win pretty easily. Yeah. I would love to see Patrick Mahomes put up 70 points on the Packers in the Super
0: Bowl. <laughs> I can get behind that. All right. So that was our incredibly way too early division predictions for next football season. Uh, just a little, little fun, fun thing to do there. End of the season, you know, as we, as football fades away, until till next year um so that just leaves one thing left to do which of course is hey hambage and jared guest of the week we'll toss it to you for the first question
1: yeah i'm uh i'm gonna tap into your survivor expertise which did not see this coming <laughs> we we have not talked about or i i know that you have uh not talked about a whole lot on this on this podcast so um my question for you is, uh, who do you think is the most overrated Survivor player of all time?
0: That's a great question. The first answer that came to mind, there's two, actually. Um, one is a winner. I might say Boston Rob. Okay. Um, okay. You know, he was in Marquesas. He didn't really do that much. And then, obviously, he had, a, he had a good run in All-Stars um kind of flamed down heroes villains and then had just a cakewalk of a season in redemption island to to win um now obviously he still had to play the game and win but the competition that he had was laughable um so don't get me wrong he's still a great player and i mean winners at war you saw him just manipulate ben in that first or second episode and you saw that the gameplay mastery is there um but i think him having a win kind of overshadows kind of his shortcomings. He never really evolved as a player. He has played the same game five seasons in a row. Um, and then Russell Hans would probably be up there as well. Um, again, never evolved. He just played the same. I'm going to bully you the entire, entire season and you're just going to take it. Um, and he probably should have won Samoa. I I, I would have voted for him at Samoa um, from a gameplay perspective, at least he has some good qualities, but overall he he couldn't, he was wasn't self-aware enough, and that maybe is the most important quality in Survivor. Would you ever right go on? on Survivor? Would I? I'd like to think I would. What would your that, training I, regimen be? I I've thought about that. I would pro, if I had enough time, because you don't always know super far in advance. Like I've heard of people who like find out on Friday. You always gotta be ready though. And then they gotta fly out on, on Monday. I think if I made it into like an actual interview. I would, I'd, I'd probably pick up CrossFit. I've heard people have done that and that helps a lot. I would definitely take swimming lessons because I am horrible (laughs) at swimming and you need to be at least competent to, to not look like a, or not be a huge detractor on, on your, on your tribe. Um, but yeah, as soon as I started getting a little further into the process, I would for sure pick up CrossFit and then just start to eat better. Probably try to cut out a lot of that sugar that I wouldn't have out on the Island
3: by by eat better would you like you know like bulk up like an animal going into hibernation you know like get bigger because you're going to lose a bunch of weights on that island
0: i don't know if i would go in with a specific diet plan like to gain this much weight or whatever it might be but just focus on eating healthy and then you'll know, maybe maybe try to pack on a few extra pounds just as a as a cushion but i, I wouldn't make a huge effort of i need to put on five to seven pounds before i get out there anything like that i think it's just getting your body in as best shape as possible before heading out there
1: well thank you that was that was even better of an answer than i was hoping for <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what we aim for here
3: all right when it comes to your life would you rather really have the keyboard op- option to copy and paste or undo
0: Ooh. Ooh. i've never heard that question before i like that i like that a lot
3: I wish I could say I thought of it myself, but I didn't.
0: I was going to ask if that was a Neil original or if you <laughs> found it somewhere else. You should have said it was It was a Neil original. Um, copy or, copy and paste or undo? Um, I would probably say undo just kind of as a safety net. Then you could take a few more risks.
2: Sure.
0: And then if it goes really wrong, you can just just wipe it away.
3: That's fair. Can we get can we get some examples?
0: The w- one example, see, like if I went like I'd love to go skydiving in theory. I want some good examples. But I'm that. terrified of dying during it or like getting seriously hurt. So depending on the exact rules of the of the undo, I could just go skydiving, go bungee jumping.
3: Oh no, no. If you're dead, you're dead. There's no coming
2: back. There's okay, there's so no I think, undo.
0: I think what I would do then, I'd go skydiving and then make sure the parachute opens. If it doesn't open, then undo it right away. Yeah.
3: Have those fingers ready for the, you know, exactly.
0: Yeah. What
2: about, what about in your actual life? What would you, the most recent thing you would undo? What would it be?
0: Um, most recent thing I would undo. I don't know. The last like year, obviously not a lot has, (laughs) has, has been happening. Um, if I could undo, not exercising as much, if that's if that's how it could work,
1: <laughs> however you want it,
2: yeah, that works.
0: Yeah, if I could undo the decisions to to not hop on the rowing machine and when I easily could have, I would I would probably undo that. All mm-hmm. right.
1: Uh, hey, hambidge what is your most nostalgic
0: childhood memory? Most nostalgic childhood memory. Hmm. I'm trying to think here. That's actually, that's another really good question. You guys are killing it this week. Thank you. We should maybe have Jared come on just for the hey, Hambridge question sometimes.
1: <laughs> I'll submit them uh, <laughs> ahead of time next week. You can do a mailbox.
0: <laughs> um, most nostalgic. Um, I'm going to think, but do you guys have an answer for that? That's a good question for anybody.
3: It, it's not hey, Neil, it's hey, Hambridge. Yeah, yeah. we've gone over come this. <laughs>
0: if I don't have an answer immediately, I'll stall by thinking and asking you guys, if you have an answer, you should know that, know that that's how it works by now.
2: I don't know about most nostalgic, but I miss little league. That was always fun when I was, younger. that's
1: what I was going to say. That, nice. That's what I was thinking. I didn't
0: know if little league just in general was a specific enough answer, but I mean, little league was, I mean, some of the, uh, anyone who, who played was some of the, just the most fun times as a kid, go down to the to the ball field on a, on a weekend, hang out with your friends, get the, the snack tickets after the game. I, mean, I was about to say to any
3: any sporting event when you're younger that you're participating yeah. in, it's just the snacks after you're looking forward to. Like, <laughs> all right, who's in charge of it this week? What what do we got? What juice box flavor do we got? What what snack do we got? What are we working with here?
0: Yeah, little Little League was was some of the you know some of the best friends you know at the time. Some some good friends still to the to this day. Just 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 awesome, tons of fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that Little League. Good, right. good answer, Dirk. All
2: right, hey, Dave, what's something that that you can think of off the top of your head. I was thinking about this yesterday that everybody does or that most people do, but they look super just like dumb or stupid or uncoordinated or whatever it might
0: be. I mean, my first thought it's thrown away when you say everybody, but I want to say ping pong because we were talking about this the other day um, on Saturday, I think that, Ping pong is one of the sports or activities, whatever you want to call it, where people have the one of the worst self and the worst perception of the of their ability. Because like not many people just in day-to-day life are actually good at ping pong. So when you're if you're good among your friends group, you you think you're good and you play someone who's actually good and you just get smoked. I won't name names, but whenever there was someone in um in college, and I can tell you off, off air. He, he came over to uh, our house after graduation and, and he was talking about how he beat all his friends at ping pong and then then me and Kuna and and all of our other friends just just smoked him the entire night and he was he was just pissed but I'm, I'm gonna go with ping pong because that's that's a pretty relevant prevalent activity in our group
2: yeah.
0: and then you get someone from the outside if you will who thinks they're good and then they just get, sure. get tossed
2: That's a good one.
3: All right. Here's my last one for the night. Going forward in life, would you rather always have to walk around naked or walk around with your thoughts and thought bubbles above your head? Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I wish I could take credit for thinking of this one, but
2: (laughs) that's a good one.
0: Um, a lot of pros and cons with both of these here. I'd, I'd probably have to go naked.
3: And this is also assuming you're not going to get arrested
0: by it for it either. Right. I was was assuming that was in there. Yeah. I, I could not walk around. Not that I think about anything like bad or inappropriate or like mean necessarily all the time or that often. But on the off chance that something just pops into your head and it's just out there.
3: Oh, well, just like, think throughout the day how many thoughts you have, and how yeah. many like of those are maybe not the nicest thoughts about other people. You know, it's kind of just human nature for it to happen, and you don't even think about it
0: most of yeah. the time. Not thrilled about the, my alternative, but but I I couldn't I could not not go with my thoughts just being vocalized all day every day. You yep. Just hit the undo button.
2: There you go. Just yeah, just constantly if you pressing can get that the undo. as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, those are layered questions. You get both of them. You know.
0: No, uh, you'd, you'd to be constantly pressing the undo button. and be your entire day.
3: True.
0: All right. Any last questions? Is that, that going to do it? I think I'm good. I got to save some for later.
2: My last pack. one is, what's your favorite type of ice cream?
0: Uh, double fudge brownie. And who's your favorite Packer player? <laughs> Bart Starr. I'll accept.
1: Classic. Oh, it's got to be Devante. <laughs> got to be.
0: <laughs> got to go with Someone who who's not... Not playing anymore. I I would have said um the oh Max McGee. That's what I'm gonna say. Max McGee caught the first touch on in Super Bowl History. Yeah. Legend. I was blanking on his name, but yeah, that's what I'm going with. Historical, historical significance. All right. Well, that'll wrap us up for another episode. Jared, thank you again for coming on. Love we'll to have you on again down the down the road here. You know, we might try to work in some survivor talk, maybe some survivor specials. Just the two of us. We'll we'll see what comes up nothing would make me happier figured as much um next week uh, romance is in the air as we are talking about our top five favorite rom-coms just ahead of, just in time for valentine's day um some great ones out there got a few to rewatch maybe over the, the rest of the weekend the weekend to finalize those rankings so that should be another fun one for guest of the week jared dirk and neil this is matt hambidge uh, be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at Boys pod And that'll do it for this week. We'll see you all next time.